Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Bayheim! Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Stop up. It. Pop pass up the middle. Tucker's got it. Ruby run. 15-10. Hit and in. Gregory touchdown. The Bills make me wanna shout. Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. It goes to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On the Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, heard a 96.5 FM, heard wherever you are, whatever you are doing on the ESPN app, and the darn sun came out. Well, hello there. Been a while. My name's Brent. Good to see you. Blaze was very, very happy today rainy and miserable you know how it's just so cold and miserable it's like listen dog i know you love to go for your little walks every day but this this isn't just this isn't uh this isn't gonna work for me today and the dog looks at you like outside outside go go walk 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 he doesn't care yeah it could be a monsoon out there he could care he just wants to go for his walk it's not gonna work for me today and then he goes in the corner and he's sad and i feel bad and we didn't have that problem today because it's a beautiful day. 34 degrees, but welcome to December in central New York, right? Welcome aboard. Glad to have you here, friends. However you're taking in the show today, if you are listening on the radio, we do appreciate that. If you are watching us on QSportsTalk.com, that's amazing as well because uh, think of that technology that you got. Watch a radio show. Mind-blowing. Craziness. So... We got a few things to discuss, eh? You thought yesterday was fun. Ho <laughs> ho! Let's just uh, up the ante, the famous uh, hold my beer. You lost one coordinator, you might as well lose two in one day. Last Syracuse coach out of the building, please turn off the lights at this point. Uh, we certainly have thoughts on that that we will get to today. And I, I have a rule, okay? The rule is I don't determine when we do a dramatic reading of tweets, you do. So whenever you have two coordinators walk out the door on the same day, we do a dramatic reading of your tweets. Oh, yeah, that's happening. Now, I'm telling you this, but if you're watching on QSportsTalk.com, good visual cue now that Uncle Brent's going to do the dramatic reading of tweets if I'm wearing black, right? Because we got to coordinate with the, the phantom mask, right? So that will happen at 5 o'clock. Be here. Brian Drake will join us after that. And this is the most important week we have Brian Drake on. 
to talk fantasy football because the regular season comes to a close. If you're trying to make the playoffs, what to do about the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs are coming. You want the best advice. You want your roster to be sharp. You want your mind to be sharp, and you want to be ready to go to kick some butt and to finally avoid being the the person in your fantasy league that's got to like put the sign in their yard or do the crazy thing, you know, go to uh, Waffle House and eat a hundred pancakes or whatever it is. These crazy fantasy football last place things you have to do. Brian Drake will help you not only avoid that, but win whatever uh, trophy you probably paid way too much money for in your fantasy league. We have a trophy in my fantasy hockey league that I, I dare say is pretty damn awesome. And whatever it costs, it was worth every penny. That, that thing's been circulating for over 20 years. Got a few nicks in it. Got a, It's been very loved, like the Stanley Cup has. But anyway, uh, Brian Drake will help you win that thing, whatever it is in your league that you win. The pick six awaits the six biggest games in football this weekend. There is a college game to pick on top of five great NFL matchups. Uh, speaking of the National Football League, uh, Baker Mayfield. Look, I don't care what you think about Baker Mayfield. That is one of the most incredible accomplishments a quarterback's ever had in the history of the league. I just bar none. Croatia, big win over Brazil. I am watching on my in-studio monitor here. The Netherlands just tied Argentina, like, right at the last minute here. Are they going to PKs, boys? Is that what I'm seeing here? Because I think extra time's over. The Netherlands, who wears orange, if, you know, I know they beat the United States, right? But, uh, hey, Axe is Dutch, so uh, if you want to go in on that. So we go into PKs again? Is that what I'm seeing here? Because uh, Croatia and Brazil went to PKs. Listen to me, knowing the soccer lingo. And that didn't go so well for Brazil earlier today. So uh, we'll have some reaction to that during hot takes. Syracuse-Georgetown, a little basketball game coming up at the Dome tomorrow we will uh, discuss. But certainly we start with the revolving world of coordinators and coaches at Syracuse University. So here we sit yesterday at this time, and it was breaking news that it just happened, uh, the report from Pete Thamel, that Syracuse defensive coordinator Tony White was going to be named at the same position at Nebraska. That news was not surprising that Tony White was leaving Syracuse. It was a little puzzling he was leaving for the same position. Now, Nebraska will certainly pay him more. The Big Ten is more of a challenge. He has connections with Matt Rule, and the more you processed it, the more it started to make sense. It's just that perceived lateral move that bugs people, and it should bug people about what Syracuse is. And losing Tony White, friends, if we had a debate right now about who should be the head coach of the Syracuse football team between Dino Babers and Tony White, that would be a dead heat. That would be an election you could not call on election night. So... Had things gone a little differently here, Tony White may have been the head coach. Maybe he doesn't want to be the head coach here. Was there a head coach in waiting situation there? I mean, we can debate this all day. It's done. He's leaving. He's going to Nebraska. So last night, as I'm wrapping up my column about Tony White going to Nebraska and what that means for Syracuse football and thinking I'm going to go to bed a little early, darn you, Pete Thamel! Can, Pete, can you break news at like 8 o'clock, please? That's much better for me. And Pete Thamel drops the note that now Robert Anai is going to leave Syracuse and take the same position at NC State, a position open because Tim Beck left NC State to be a head coach. So there you have it. 
So on the same day, Syracuse football loses its defensive coordinator and now its offensive coordinator. Here we sit 24 hours after the Tony White news. As I reported last night, as Brian Higgins reported last night, as Stephen Fonte reported last night, all three hosts on this show, on this radio station, I should say, all reported last night that Jason Beck would take over as the offensive coordinator. That news was made official. So that absorbs the blow. It's a wash. With all respect to Robert and I, who came in and put an offense in place that revived Garrett Schrader, that revived this offense that was worlds more entertaining to watch, than whatever junk Sterling Gilbert put out there for the two years prior to that. And Dino Babers, remember, he's the head coach. Jason Beck makes more sense. Jason Beck at 42 years old, 13 years by a nice side, ready to take the next step, has developed Taysom Hill, has developed Bryce Perkins, has developed good quarterbacks, Gary Trader beating the latest in that line. It just fits. It makes more sense. It's a wash. We appreciate what Robert and I did. Syracuse, I think, was lucky to get Robert and I last year. But that's not one I'm going to lose sleep over. The optics of it are what you lose sleep over. Sleep? What's that? Didn't even get to sleep last night. No, Don't cry for me, Argentina. That's the gig. But uh, come on, Pete. 7 o'clock, break that news. Uncle Brent needs his beauty sleep. Anyway. Robert and I, by the way, who's out on the road recruiting in a Syracuse shirt yesterday, probably knowing that at the very least the NC State job's a possibility. Dude, don't do that. Don't do that. And he had another coach with him. It's not like he was the lone coach visiting this prospect. I get the world of college football. What happens and these things move fast and you get a phone call and you got an NC State shirt in the car and now you're recruiting for NC State. That Don't do that. The, the second you know you're not coaching here anymore, the possibility, just get out of the room. And let Mike Lynch handle that. There was a photo out there of a recruit they were visiting. That that bothers me. I mean, this is the coaching hiring season. There's nothing you can do about it in some ways. But just, come on, dude. That's not cool. The optics of that are terrible. So the point I made in the column today, and the point I will make today, but will allow the counterpoint to be discussed by me here shortly, is that if Syracuse is going to get serious about this, They have got to put the resources out there. Now, as soon as that comes out of my mouth, it is fair to state Tony White was handsomely paid here. Tony White was a top five paid employee of Syracuse University. He was making over $700,000, which falls right in line with some of the averages and and even top line ACC coordinators. You know, the, the highest paid coordinator in the country. Now, Brent Venables took a head coaching job, but he was making $2.5 million before he took the head coaching gig, right? And that's a short list of guys making that much scratch. And I cannot wait to see what Tony White's going to be making at Nebraska because that's a public school, and that contract's going to be out there the minute that ink is dry. So get ready for the comparisons here about how much money he took to go to Nebraska over what he made here at Syracuse. Remember, money's not everything. It's opportunity. Is there a family connection, another connection, reasoning? bigger challenge. Like there are many reasons you take a job. So I will stand by the point I made in this column today. And I will make on this radio show that if Syracuse is serious about this, they have got to pay these coaches. more. I don't know what Robert and I made, and I probably won't find out until he goes to NC state and I get that public contract and can make somewhat of a comparison. Counterpoint. Here's where Syracuse can prove me wrong. Okay. This is a developmental program. And you just have to accept that. 
because keeping assistant coaches worth their salt is not easy to do if they're good assistant coaches. I like the fact that Syracuse had Tony White here for three years. Did he leave the Syracuse defense better than what he found it? Unequivocally, right? You want coaches that have ambition, that have bigger thoughts. I remember talking to Tim Lester when he was here. I was like, man, that guy's going to be a head coach. And see, we're used to this. This is a city where primarily we are fans of not only college sports, but AAA baseball and AHL hockey. And those players come along where you're like, okay, we're on borrowed time here, right? You see a, a Carmelo Anthony come in, okay? You see a give-me-a-crunch player. The myriad of players for Tampa Bay that have been sent up in recent years that were here for five. You know, when Andre Vasilevsky was here, it's like <laughs> you better get to the rink and watch that dude because he's he's out of here soon, and he's become one of the best goaltenders in the world. Right? All the the baseball players, you're like, okay, yep, that guy's not going to be here long. And I'm not even talking about the Strasburgs of the world that are just ready-made prospects, biding time, getting their starts in here, and then they're out of here. So we're used to this. We're used to seeing this with college athletes. And I guess that's just what Syracuse football is going to be for coaches. This is a developmental AAA baseball type of college town. Where Syracuse can prove me wrong is what happened today. So Jason Beck steps in at 42 years old. He has been primed and ready for this just perfect breakaway here to go on his own. He knows this air raid offense that Anai brought in like the back of his hand, and now he can put on his own spin to it, right, which is great. You don't have to pay Jason Beck at the top rates of what ACC offensive coordinators are making because he's got to prove it, okay? This has not been made official yet, but Nick Monroe is probably in line to get the defensive coordinator gig. Now, he's going to be the defensive coordinator for the bowl game. Will he get the permanent gig is a bigger question at this point. If you just automatically upgraded Jason Beck, and that happened within 24 hours, really within 12 hours if you look at it, why not Nick Monroe? If he's that qualified, he's a great recruiter, knows the defense, all that. I mean, I'm asking these questions openly. But let's say it is Nick Monroe. Now you've got two coaches that could be next in line, and that's great that Dino Babers can develop coaches that are ready to move on. But... It is hard to build something of any consistency. And this is college football. This is silly season. We're seeing coaches get hired everywhere. And, again, I think you want coaches on your staff that you know are going to be head coaches someday. But it is hard, especially with what Tony White did. See, there's not a stockpile of 3-3-5 coaches out there. It's one thing if you run a 4-3 or a 3-4, it's just like, okay, I got 20 of those guys. The 3-3-5, what made Tony White such a great coach was he mastered a unique defense. It's like the 2-3 zone, man. Jim Beheim is the architect and the master of the 2-3 zone. And love it or hate it, it's a unique defense that most other uh, places do not play. It's the same thing with the 3-3-5. Now, there are others that run it out there. But Tony White's name got to the top of that list. And while we will feel pride in that when one day Tony White becomes a head coach, that's not this day. Tony White went somewhere else for more money, more opportunity, everything else, because it wasn't good enough for him here anymore. Same position. Again, Robert and I is a wash because you had Jason Beck there, but the image and the portrayal of this is not good. 
and because I don't know what these contracts say, and because I never get to talk to these coordinators, one of the most ridiculous things that Dino Baber does, Dino Babers does, pardon me. I have to go with what I know. And then I get these phone calls, and I get these behind-the-scenes things, and, well, you don't know this, and Syracuse is competitive here. And I'm like, okay, well, then say that. Then put it out there. Make it easier for someone like me to defend you publicly. Make it some make it easier for me at the very least to present your side and say, we don't pay. Yeah, we do. Here it is. Don't hide behind this whole we're a private school thing. You can put the contract out there if you choose. You just choose not to. So my response to that would be, well, prove it. Because you have to keep doing this. And again, Syracuse is no way, shape, or form alone in this. Nick Saban loses four assistants every year, and it's just a continuing cycle out there. But what does Syracuse want to be? Do you want to be a developmental program for other coaches out there, which is great? It's like a trade school for assistant coaches. Come on in, learn here for a few years, we'll send you off. Or do you want to get serious, spend some money, develop a program, find the right combination of somebody who is excellent at what they do, but maybe they don't have aspirations to be a head coach. And, you know, frankly, maybe that was Robert and I, right? He's in his 60s, been around the block a few times, probably doesn't think he's going to get a head coaching gig. I would imagine Jason Beck has different aspirations there, and Syracuse is getting him on the upswing, and he can relate to younger players. Like, there's advantages and disadvantages to all these conversations. Meanwhile, the portrayal, the image, is that Syracuse cannot pay assistant coaches and they cannot keep assistant coaches. And it's hard to maintain any continuity there. And you had an assistant coach come along here in Tony White. I mentioned it a moment ago. Tony White or Dino Babers, we got us a runoff there. So where Syracuse can prove me wrong is Jason Beck's that guy. I'm glad he got the offensive coordinator gig, and not just because it's convenient, it's continuity. He deserves it because he's a good coach and deserved his opportunity. So maybe... Tony White's not the one that got away. Maybe Jason Beck is going to be the one you didn't let get away. So you're free to prove me wrong here. But last night, the same old feeling came here, right? We can't have nice things. Once a coach comes along that looks like, you know, they could be a head coach, they stand out, there's something different about them, we all get the same feeling. The feeling we've had many times over the years watching Syracuse Athletics, Syracuse Chiefs Baseball, now Syracuse Mets Baseball, and Syracuse Crunch Hockey. Oh, he's not going to be here that long. On that note, we break. Later in the show, a dramatic reading of your tweets based on two coordinators walking out the door on the same day. Not good in that front, but will Jason Beck be better than Robert and I? Can Nick Monroe step up and take the lead gig as the defensive coordinator? He's certainly been waiting patiently for it. He's certainly a terrific recruiter. He's the defensive uh, secondary uh, coordinator, if you will. He's been focused on the secondary, and that secondary has been pretty darn good in recent years, so we'll see about that. That's not official as of yet. Or will Dino have to go out there and make another big splash? Because remember, Tony White, to be fair, was not Tony White that we know now. When he came to Syracuse, he was on the up. If you knew, like, he kind of had to be in coaching circles to be like, man, I'm telling you, this guy, 
and he proved that, and now Nebraska is going to get the fruits of that. But it'd be nice if we kind of got that for once. Let us break. When we come back, we're going to switch gears. You're welcome to jump in on this, certainly. Uh, We will not turn you down if you want to talk some football here, but a little basketball game at the Dome tomorrow. Syracuse-Georgetown renews the rivalry. No matter what you say about it, I'm glad it's on the schedule. We'll talk about that next. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you picked a good time. Now, if you're on the radio, you will get the uh, effect of this. But if you're watching on QSportsTalk.com, you get the full effect of what we are about to do. What we are about to do is uh, a, a new popular segment on this show that I do not determine when we do it. You determine when we do it. And this, I believe, is the fourth time we have done uh, a dramatic reading of your tweets. And this all spawned from a Syracuse basketball exhibition game earlier this year where, let's just say, look, uh, Twitter is a dramatic place as it is, right? I mean, that's what it's there for. But sometimes even Twitter can go beyond the wretched hive of scum and villainy that it is designed to be and, and can get overly dramatic. Right. So uh, at this uh, during this Syracuse exhibition game earlier this year. I kind of dropped a hint like, you know, guys, if this keeps up, I will have to do a dramatic reading of your tweets on the radio. And you basically responded to that with, well, you know, tease me with a good time. So in the uh, fourth edition, am I right, boys? Fourth edition, I believe, of the dramatic reading of your tweets. I believe this is episode four. We like to kind of elevate things subtly, slowly, but surely add a little bit more production value to it. Uh, so if you're watching on QSportsTalk.com, you know, we have our, our friend, the bird here. Do we have a, a name for this bird, by the way, this creepy bird that we put in here in the studio for Halloween? He just kind of kept hanging around. Fell off his perch yesterday while Paul Sebelia is interviewing Jim Beheim, by the way. And uh, I have my phantom mask on if you want to tune in at QSportsTalk.com, right? So a dramatic reading of your tweets because anytime. by the way, my favorite part of the mask is it says right here, phantom mask, right? Four ninety nine, Party City, let's go. What I forgot about <laughs> from the last time we did this, so... Let me just set the scene for the radio listeners. Our friends watching on QSportsTalk.com can kind of see this. So this mask that I'm wearing eliminates, like, my depth perception. I can't see the microphone, right? And, I mean, I generally know where my mouth has to be so you hear what I'm saying on the microphone. There's a lot of movement going on here, and I have to look over at my computer when I do this and read the tweets, and, you know, I have to to get into character dramatize what is happening here, okay? But when you can't see the microphone, you can't see what you're doing, and I could be knocking some stuff over here like this, this could get very interesting, right? That's all I'm going to say. 
Okay. You guys ready? I think I'm ready. I can't see a darn thing. It's only half a mask, too. I don't know why half a mask would prevent me from seeing what's going on here. But the latest installment of a dramatic reading of your tweets, because anytime both coordinators leave Syracuse football on the same day, it has been decided that we will chronicle the event in the best way we know how. At Dale underscore zero. This is a brutal day today. Wow. At TQs three one five. More money. More support. Dino's uncertain. Personal connections. Better facilities. A good opportunity. Climbing up the ranks. Corn emoji. Corn. At Scott Ruffridge. How am I supposed to get any sleep with all this going on? Sleep. Need sleep. I didn't get any sleep last night either, Pete Thamel. Thanks for breaking that news. A 95% down my column and you break the other news. At Seth IQs one zero nine eight nine. I think the better question to ask is quote These guys made pretty lateral moves, which makes you think it's about money. And hopefully not the program. So I am I ask you, how does SU hang on to guys like that? I ask you. At Argar underscore 12, any chance Bayheim can go with one of them? Ha 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 At TQ's three one five. No, you won't. I'll run the offense. 
I've been preparing for this my whole life. Hold my beer. At PK500, better money, better facilities, better football conference, working at a school where football is king, which never will be the case at SU. Alec Ned Five. This sucks. At Stellate Twenty Three. No. Danny underscore Mac four. Why are people still giving Matt rule money? Why? At Stefan Sterin one. Just when there is some program stability and you're right. What other shoes will drop player-wise? Who is going to be the DC coach? How can they keep building on any momentum here? How? At Boyer underscore Stew. Hopefully the orange do not lose this young man. At Flybrand CEO and Deny was recruiting today in a kid's house. How is this even ethical? Thomas Fero S H Beep T Sounded out at Michael Kaplan all about the dollar sign all about the dollar sign the dollar sign making it rain dollars at Horowitz Randy no 
I am too busy being excited about the New York Mets right now. I will worry about this later. At Kevin J. Stein. Any relation between uh, the two Becks in this, Jason and Tim? Any, do we know any relation? At it's me underscore DRB. Such a weird business. At Gandhi NQs. We cannot lose Beck. We lose Beck. We lose sellers. At Brent X Media. I can confirm that Jason Beck will remain as Syracuse offensive coordinator for the departed Robert Nye. Beck brings a nice system and knowledge with younger creative mind. Let's go, says at Cuse Lifer 1-5. At B-Boss, that is a relief. He has a bright future and will hopefully stop the bleeding for now and help keep our recruits. At Todd G96, that is future Orange head coach Jason Beck. To you. To you. And to you. And to you.